0: Welcome to On Line, everybody. It's Tuesday, November 14th. I'm Cory here with Olivia Ekbenay, and it is getting fierce out there, it is. Olivia.
1: It's getting intense now. <laughs> we're, the momentum's just carrying, it's like a freight train. You it, can't stop it now. It
0: really is. Out in the Heartland this weekend, there was a fiery finish. Uh, there were multiple national regionals. We're getting into all that today, including conversation on running lane XC championships, Two more rounds of CIF state postseason including finals and the state championship, and then we'll finish off our show with a, a usual segment of ours. Who wins nationals? Yes.
1: Of course. <laughs> and I feel like now it's appropriate. Like we've done the really, really early picks, mm-hmm. but now that like things I feel like have shaken up just a little bit, it's like okay.
0: Although I don't think some stuff I, I don't think a lot has changed for that me. Not a
1: lot has changed for you, really? Correct. Uh, yeah. Okay. I feel like things I tweaked for you? a few things, okay. yes, but, like, it's not at the ordinary.
0: Okay. I do feel, I was looking at it when we were preparing for this, and I feel like a lot of my picks I was sticking with, which not always the case in recent years. So I was see. pretty happy about that. Well, that's
1: good. That means yeah. you're right on the money. Yeah.
0: Well, let's start first with the Running Lane XC Championships, which will be live on Miles, but December 2nd registration is still open until the 26th. Uh, it's right around the corner, and this is kind of, you know, beginning to look like a really great race on on the gold side both the boys and, and girls what are you seeing so far out of the entries
1: yes i i must say this is probably one of my favorite meets of the year i remember covering it when we saw newberry park dro- drop some amazing historic performances we saw natalie cook do amazing things there so this meet is full of energy that's what you can expect when you go to running lane regardless if there's mud or if there's sun in the sky. But just looking at the girls' gold race, this is what I'm most interested in. There's a lot of top-named individuals that come into mind, like Mason Fletcher, Nikki Sutherland, who I consider a veteran at the sport, Addison Moore, who is just an up-and-coming star, Tula Fawbush is someone that comes into mind, Julia Score. They're all going to be in the mix. And so this girls' race is what I'm looking forward to as well as crossing my fingers that the weather permits for some really fast times, because I feel like that's where you go if you want to drop a personal best. you got to go to Huntsville. yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to that girls' race, and especially on the guys' side, I feel like Cheyenne Mountain, I feel like they're going to get after it um, next weekend, and they finished second behind watt at the Colorado Cross Country State Championships, finished with a 16-12 average. So regardless of how you look at it, the boys' race, the girls' race, it's going to be incredible to watch.
0: One quick storyline from what you just mentioned there on the girl's side. Mason Fletcher. Yes. Eighth grader. Eighth, I, from I should have mentioned that West too, yeah. Virginia this past weekend. We just saw basically the first statement-making race from an eighth grader in New Mexico, yeah. Gianna Raymer. Yeah. Now we got this, another one kind of setting herself up for a very good performance. This
1: eighth grade class is incredible. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Wait till they come into the high school scene next well, year.
0: When well, When I looked at the Reimers' performance, and I look back a couple years, I mean, a lot of the names that we saw in recent seasons are now at the top of high school cross-country. Yeah. Uh, Emily Wisniewski. Yes. Abby Faith Cheeseman. Yeah. Uh, uh, Arian Olsen of Michigan. There were all these names, obviously, that just continued to have success, so this is a good sign for these girls, you know, just to, to move from one stage to the next, and... It'll be it'll be fun to see because even last year, Sofia Rodriguez yes. ran running lane, I believe, and she was she was phenomenal. Yeah. Um. So you know we're just getting another one potentially here, and we'll see what they can do. Heading towards 2,000 entries, I think the entries we'll still have some time to shake them up a little yes, bit.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah,
0: and I think we'll get some some big big names. But we already have some state champions, uh, you know, entered into both the races, and I think on the boys side. What I'm watching for is maybe a Utah team this year. Last year, Riverton won the boys' installment in a really hard-nosed race that was muddy. Orem is now entered in 2023, and Orem has had a great season in Utah. They had a state champion by the name of Austin Westfall who was Ah, in the race, uh, 15 flat. He could be a potential champion contender here. I like Cheyenne Mountain, as you said. They were underrated in 2021. They ran the second fastest average of all time in 14.49, and they're sneaky good. Yeah, they are. As you said, finishing second to Nawat, and then we have Riku Suji from Kentucky, state champion. Luke Severs, a sophomore from Missouri, state champion, beat Andrew Hauser, his teammate this year at state. Joseph Barriola from Arkansas, state champion. Jaden Merrick, a sophomore from from Iowa, just finished tenth at Heartland. Um, this is a race I've been telling Will and Sean that like there's a beauty to this race and that it kind of features runners that are like the next in line.
1: Yeah, I agree. We're gonna
0: talk about these, these runners beyond this point. It's where they start really, and I think that that goes kind of unspoken about sometimes, but this is really like a a a race that can highlight maybe the the, the next generation yeah. of runners.
1: If you think about it Just this is our fourth installment. Every single year, I can remember the different teams that won, and also the individuals and their up-and-coming stars. And you know, some of them, like I think of Jenna Hutchins running very well at BYU. Natalie Cook is doing her thing as well. Newberry Park, you think of Leo and Lex Young doing great things at Stanford, Mm -hmm. and you're you're seeing these up-and-coming stars being developed here at Running Lane. So we're getting a huge glimpse of what the future of track and field and cross country could be like
0: absolutely and they get their race to shine yeah to guys like westfall can win this win a national race which also i think is part of the allure there too yeah let's move to the the regionals because yes. this weekend they began it was the northwest heartland and midwest they all completed their runs uh, across the u.s uh, this weekend now let's go into the qualifiers for right on the team side olivia who do we got? Yes.
1: Let's start with Heartland region. Um, Wayzetta from Minnesota, who we have ranked number 24 in the mile split 50. As of the recent um, rankings that we dropped, they grabbed that first spot. And then Olethe, Olethe West from Kansas, who we've kind of had on the bubble of, like, making it into the top 25. They We have them ranked 48th. Um, they grabbed that second place spot, so they looked really solid. Now, I'm really impressed with the Northwest region. I think we're kind of spot on with these rankings because Portland, uh, Lincoln from or- two Oregon teams make it, Portland, Lincoln, who we have number 17, grab that first spot. And the next team on our rankings, ranked number 18th is Jesuit. So right on the money there, 17th, 18th, grabbing those automatic spots. And then the Midwest, Mount Prospect, who's been having a phenomenal season and a team that we've been talking about consistently, Downers Grove North, stuck in there for second. So I feel like these... Six teams look very solid going into NXN.
0: Props to Lincoln, too. Jesuit yeah. kind of owned that that region for a while. And the girls, I think they were largely upper class when last year, Lincoln was, and now they come in and they win, Yeah, um, which is awesome. But as you said, good season so far. On the boys' side, NXR Heartland, we had uh, Stevens Point, number 11 on our rankings, and then number 24, Wayzata. Last year was flipped. Wayzata, Stevens Point this year, Stevens Point ahead of Wayzata. Uh, really good race there uh, from them on the northwest side, uh Coeur d'Alene kept the epic season <laughs> alive, alive. <laughs> winning Northwest here with a very good performance they are number six in our rankings and they have held strong the whole year. We kind of made that bet on them really, really early mm-hmm. and it's kind of risky sometimes because they did have a couple guys stepping into that lineup and but they've they've answered the call every single time. They're yes. undefeated 8-0, and now they get to go into nationals seeing what they can do uh, at that stage. Crater right. won last year, number 29 on our rankings, dropped out of the top 25, but they qualified. Uh, without their top gun, I believe Postenson wasn't even in the race. So Crater, I think um, at full strength, they still can give us something yeah. that we haven't seen yet. So yeah. they, they earned that spot there on the Midwest. Number 14, Downers Grove North, uh, qualified. Plainfield North qualified as well. Not ranked in our rankings, but they move, make the move up in Terre Haute. So not really – any surprises for you as we look into the teams?
1: Yes. I think coming from – what region is my break? Heartland. The Heartland region. I think a lot of Minnesota, right? Like, coming into play, I was thinking maybe Minnetonka could sneak in there um, or a Dyna even, like, to be able to grab that next spot. But the Kansas – program snuck in there and did what they needed to do and we've been kind of seeing it on um at the collegiate level too like they all had their regionals they're going to be competing at ncaa's this weekend and a lot of big teams like snuck in there mm. and they just take advantage of the day and put everything that they have and i feel like that's what the kansas program did. so that's just the only thing that i'm like "Ooh, that just got yeah. very interesting but you know this team from kansas has i'm not quite surprised i'm like hey they took down some heavy hitters from minnesota
0: at-larges are decided on December 25th after mm-hmm. California State Meet ends that's the final qualifier for NXN and there's only four at-larges on both the girls and the boys side not quite sure if I look I looking at this if we're getting going to get a lot from these regions probably the Midwest I would imagine because usually very strong yeah. region of, of, of teams I could see that especially or but on Heartland Dallin Catholic finished third on the boys side and they I've always been very good. I had They had a great season this year. I could potentially see Dallin Catholic get in there, but that's really all up to the committee, and we will get to that later. Um, we're going to move on to maybe another offshoot of this. Yeah. Are there any national champions, individuals, or teams that we can see from this group of three so far?
1: Right now my brain really focuses on the individuals. The one name that comes into mind is Rachel Forsythe and the way that this young, talented individual has been competing has completely exceeded my expectations of what she is capable of doing. She's undefeated, and what's even more impressive was this was her 10th straight win of the season. She has not lost, but also her 10th straight sub 17-minute 5K performance. When you look at all the ladies that competed, I other names come into mind but no one has a resume like rachel Forsyth's right now just looking at her 2023 cross-country season as a whole she won the midwest regional title in an astonishing manner so rachel Forsyth, i think really just like entered i don't want to say she entered a new tier because she's been at that tier but i think she is now shining now, as like, okay, she's a national contender mm-hmm. um, for NXN. I'm also thinking about Emily Wisniewski, which is an athlete that you mentioned as well. She's been having a season to remember. She won the Northwest regional title with a 16.53, and she ran a 16.27 earlier this season, which is her personal best. So I wouldn't cut out Wisniewski or Forsyth for grabbing these titles.
0: I do like those picks. I think for me, uh, looking at teams uh, – as I said earlier, Coeur d'Alene is kind of the the biggest I think storyline for me, how will they fare at Nationals? Mm-hmm. They're eight 0 no, they're perfect. Yeah. Nationals is a whole nother ball game, it's different stakes, all of it. Northwest historically has been very, very good or sort of middle of the pack. So mm-hmm. 2016 was the last time we had a Northwest winner at NXN that was oh, wow. Bozeman. Uh but Last year, Jesuit Portland Jesuit finished second overall, so those were good performances. But in 19, 18, and 17, pretty much middle of the pack teams from the Northwest. So, depends on maybe the day, but also the talent level. I think um, really makes a big difference. And in 16, that was a that was a huge year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bozeman had a great team. They went up against American Fork, uh, and they still won. So, you know, can d'Alene fit themselves within the top 10 programs or top five. I, I think they have the talent, but when you race nationals it really is sort of an equation, you got to get right. You can't get swarmed up in the first mile. You can't get too ahead of yourself there early on either. And you got to be able to finish it. So it's, it's to win nationals. I like to look at the way Loudon Valley did it back in, I believe, 17, 18. Uh, they were really strong in that front middle pack from about 25 to 40. if you get five guys within that range together and you get really one really good guy up in the front you win you win the day so uh, it, it might take a team over hundred points to win and an extend this year or it could be a team like Harriman that you know really has a great day and, and wins or America fork that gets a winner and D- Daniel Simmons plus a really good day from their their other four so mm-hmm. it's gonna be a really interesting I think matchup there it is. Between, between teams, but we're going to move next to a region that is coming, NXR South out at the Woodlands uh, this weekend. We're diving into this mostly because the storyline is there. Will a boys team from outside Texas lock in a spot? Olivia.
1: My answer is no.
0: <laughs> no? <laughs> really? I
1: really... Uh, I just... I don't know. The way that these programs are looking, even on the girls' side, maybe Deer Creek. Okay. Maybe, okay. Potentially, okay. but right now the heavy hitters are coming from Texas, and I even think about the ladies' side too. Like the programs that come to mind. I don't.
0: You think you there's know? a question on the girls' side? You know, side. like South Lake
1: Carroll, Flower Mound. Texas
0: teams are better on the girls' side. Lucas for sure. Lovejoy yes. for
1: sure. I don't know. I just. I don't think no. I feel like Texas is just going to completely dominate.
0: Well, this. The, n- the numbers would back you up, and would say that you're correct. <laughs> I, <laughs> the I, I did look at every single south region since the beginning of time at nxn <laughs> since 2007 yes no team outside texas has ever qualified on the boys side that's that's outstanding numbers kind yeah. of going up against you so the odds make it really really low but the opportunity this year is better than it's ever been ever yeah at nxn you have uh, deer creek in oklahoma Yes. Want a state title? Great team this year, Bentonville, Arkansas. Great team this year. Won another state title. I think it's their sixth or seventh straight. Jesuit won a state title yesterday from Louisiana. They got like three days of turnaround time or four days that's of turnaround time. That's but, tough. That's tough. But but they do have an opportunity. South Lake Carroll, for me, best team in the South Region.
1: And they're rested.
0: Right. Then great we have though. then we have Vandergrift at twenty-two. We have McKinney Boyd. That's up there, but i i believe that if there's any year you gotta believe it it can be this year yeah it'll take a lot though because the texas teams the way they win is they run fast up front and early on and they maintain and they don't get buried in the back of the pack there i mean deer creek ran against texas teams early in the season at some of the invitationals didn't south lake didn't show up at a couple of their one of the meets that they wanted them to mm-hmm. but still had good performances bentonville I think they went to Texas Mile Split. They ran yeah. well.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: And Jesuit ran at uh, Terre Haute for Nike Twilight. I mean, the opportunity is there.
1: Yeah. it's th- This is the window to do it if you're going to do it. Yeah. Is there one team that you feel like would be able to sneak in outside of Texas?
0: Right now. Um, what team would that be? Right now, I'm picking Bentonville. And, oh, okay. And I'll qualify that. Deer Creek had their state meet weeks ago, and it becomes really difficult to kind of hold on to that That See, my and went to
1: Deer Creek to be that program yeah. that, if it's going to be outside of Texas, that's that one team. Yeah,
0: that, that's my worry, I think, holding on to your fitness and just so the race tuning that yeah. you need sometimes to go into a race. That's my little worry about that. I do think they're they're good. They're probably the highest ranked of those three, um, but I'm going with Bentonville. I think okay. they, they just came off the state championships, and they looked really good. Um, I will say this, too. I'm going to add one little nugget here, too. So we mentioned after California State Championships, the committee, you know, deliberates on at yes. largest on the 25th. If one of these teams, North, or Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana team, gets third here, They're going. that committee better pick one of those teams. <laughs> because if Agreed, you yeah. – if Rich Gonzalez, if you were listening to this, you would be doing a disservice to any of these teams by not picking them. They've done the work. They proved it all season. They deserve it if they get third. Yeah, because you never have had a single team outside Texas get to NXN. You got to put that team into the into the, the the national championship. And I'm just telling you, if you don't do it, that's on you. But I think they deliver. They, they deserve it.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all three of the t- programs that we mentioned all deserve. Too bad I can't send them all. Otherwise, I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's going to be a great race. So. Yeah. We just have to wait and see.
0: So we got South, we got Southwest, and we got Southeast this weekend. Yeah. And what are the, the remaining storylines that we're watching out for in this remaining region?
1: Ooh, man, so Southwest specifically, that's a heavy hitter for me. You got, on the girls' side, you got NILOT, number ranked number one on our mile split 50, Air Academy number two, Mountain Vista number six, American Fork number seven. You got four programs in the top 10. And two only two of them are gonna get that automatic yeah. qualifying bid. Uh, so Southwest is gonna be the region that I'm specifically looking out for.
0: Naiwat Academy could be national contenders yes, at they the, can on be. the national stage. I mean right now we have how we're
1: talking about this. Yes. at
0: one, Air Academy at two. It'll be interesting to yeah. see how they, they they figure out them saying some things beyond that that yeah. region. Okay. On the guy side, I think it is a loaded Southwest again with American Fork ranked number one, Harriman at two, Naiwat at twelve. Riverton, Mountain Vista, and Orem. It is Utah, Colorado, Nevada, Arizona, but it's mostly just... It's a battle between Colorado and Utah yeah. at this point in the Southwest, and just a matter of, you know, who's going to win the battle on the day between Harriman and American Fork. Um, at the state meet, it was American Fork. And now Harriman needs to qualify again to get back to that position. They finished third at Nationals last year. Now what's the tricky one? Because they're a good team, but they're mostly young. Yeah. Um. So if they get into that third position... Um, they give themselves a shot, but they don't automatically get themselves right. in. So it'll take a little bit more from from that point. Yeah. All right. CIF, Southern Section Prelims, just went off uh, this weekend, gave us a glimpse into basically how the California State postseason is shaking out. <laughs> this weekend we're going to have finals, which will feature the likes of Ventura, Great Oak City, Englehart, Anthony Fasthorse, Jason Para. And more. So, Olivia, what are we going to watch out for at the CIF Southern Section Finals this weekend?
1: You already know I'm looking out for Ventura. Um, This program has been sneaky good. I feel like they showed up when they needed to, have taken down some big heavy hitters in the state, have been running very well. So Ventura is my biggest, I feel like, question mark. I feel... Like, they're going to be ready, definitely, for the California State Championships. So I'm excited to see what goes on beyond that. And, of course, you mentioned Sadie Englehart. She's been having the season of her life. She's been paving the way for this program. Uh, Ventura actually took the title with an 18-13 average. They had a 234 split, which is where I'm getting a little bit concerned just because of that, that split range is so large. So many teams mm. can sneak in there. Um, so I'm looking to see if Ventura can lower, um, like, what would be the red? The spread? The spread. Decrease the size? Decrease yep. decrease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Decre- I was like, yeah. which way do I want to go? Yeah. Decrease that. But Sadie ran her second fastest 3-mile performance of the year um over the weekend 1652 to grab the victory. So, I feel like Ventura is in a really great spot. They're start they're ending the season how they started.
0: Right.
1: Sneaky good, strong, don't count them out.
0: Well, Ventura is one of those girls teams besides Jay Sarah that has a shot yeah. to qualify for NXN that statement it's all about averages fastest average basically gets you in right so ventura you know finals would be a good time to, to kind of clean up everything clean up issues or anything and that would allow you to go into the state championships at your finest form basically and then that's where you put it all on the line there um, but i agree on the boys side a lot of good storylines uh, we saw it in the prelims great oak only beat maricosta by 11 points at the prelims sometimes prelims are used sort of as a you know tool to just get through a lot of teams might just sort of kind of step off the gas a little bit make sure they get in but they're not going to offer everything um but great Oaks still won. miracosta ventura and newberry park in d2 went at it and they went one two and d2 and i think Ventura, after a shaky performance at Clovis, wants to get back into that conversation as one of the better teams in Colorado. And then our guy, Emmanuel Perez, at a cathedral, just went out like a banshee in D4 and went under 15 minutes for three miles. This guy doesn't have an off switch. <laughs> uh, so on,
1: just on the whole time.
0: On the whole time. Uh, I'm glad to see him just performing. He's on a mission. So with Finals, uh, you get the top seven teams from every division qualify for the state championships at Woodward Park. So that's what you're looking for, getting the top seven, you get in the states at Woodward Park on December, November 25th. All right, last segment here, and it's going to be a fun one. National postseason gives us another reason to talk about potential championships. Let's talk about individual winners right now from the three races we just discussed, mm-hmm. running lane, NXN, and, and Foot Locker. Who do you got?
1: Where do you want to start first?
0: Let's go with Enixen. Let's go with Enixen.
1: Okay, remember at the start of the show, I was like, yep. I kind of made a few adjustments. I made a few adjustments on my lady side. <laughs> I'm sticking with my guy's pick. Throughout the course of this year, we've been seeing Elizabeth Leachman, Jane Hedegren. Mm-hmm. We've seen them battle it out. Jane had the upper hand over Elizabeth in that mm-hmm. one race. I still feel like they'll be in the mix. However, as we talked about... I'm going Rachel Forsyth. (laughs) I'm going Rachel Forsyth now for NXN. Over the last several weeks, she's just been dropping performances. I know we talked about her earlier, but at this point, she's just shown the most consistency, completely dominates, so many dominating performances underneath her belt, it's too much to even count. I know I mentioned 10. This girl's from Michigan. She runs with heart. She's dropped every race under 17 minutes. It's quite impressive. So. That's my only shift I know it doesn't come off as a surprise, but I have Rachel Forsyth at the top of my list now. Guy's side, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> sticking with my take. Clay Shively. Um, I can't back down. I called it out after he threw it out there into the the atmosphere that he's like, I'm going for that next10 title. i'm I'm still right there. He did give me a heart attack though. after regional's uh, finishing fifth they were just you know what? barely scraping it in there. I
0: will say something about that, though. yes. So he was fifth, but looking at the way that finished, I almost felt like Clay was managing himself. Yes, it was. It was a wild shootout with those four guys. They were putting basically everything that they had into winning it. All four of them wanted to win it. Clay was just sort of looked around. Nobody's behind me. I got this locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost felt like if I don't have to win it, like obviously it's nice to win a regional title, but the thing that matters is Nike. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's that's kind of exactly. how I felt. So I'm not
0: I'm not off off him yet. I, I do think that was a smart choice of him if yeah. that's what he was doing. Um, we'll just say that's what he's doing. Yeah, and I <laughs> I know? agree with you. I th- I think he's, he's a good. In there. He's definitely in there. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not picking Clay. I know you're
1: not, but it's I, okay, Clay. I, <laughs> I still got you. I still I do. And, and the fact that he was looking around and still ran a personal best, like yeah. he went 14:39, top
0: Kansas time ever.
1: That's impressive. Yeah. So. I called it whenever he made that big post right. that okay. he's going for it. I'm still on the Clay okay. Shively train okay. here. Okay, have not gotten off. Okay, still strapped in.
0: A Lot of good <laughs> candidates, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Anthony Fasthorse Ventura. Ooh, California guy for the second. Wait, straight did you year. have
1: him as your pick earlier?
0: This one, I think I changed. I think I changed on wow. the fourth side. Yeah, that's
1: imp- okay. Yeah. Anthony Fasthorse. Yep.
0: Flyer on Fast Horse. He's been amazing this year. He has just one loss at Woodbridge to Evan Noonan, which is basically on a track. Currently, U.S. number four time, but that was on a on a real course. And I, you know, I think looking at Yankton Trail, like no disrespect, but it's three loops and it's basically create. It's like a course that they create as a racetrack, it, much like Woodbridge. It's I've been there before. It's it's just fast. So. Uh, Drew Griffith is, has the U.S. number one time. He ran on a, on a on a good course there in Virginia too. But I'm putting Anthony Fasulo because he did that at Clovis. His top time came at Clovis, and he just looks like he's ready to go. He wants to be the next guy. California got to do it. Uh, he's fun. He's got long hair. He uh, he's like a skater dude. So yeah. <laughs> I think he's got vibes. And then I'm picking Leachman on the girls' side. Okay, Again, okay, another great pick. She battles. You know, watching her this year, she just knows how to run fast. She goes up against Jane at Woodbridge, knows how to run fast. Tech State meet, runs her own race, runs a new meet record, yes. beating Bryn, Records, Bryn, Bryn Brown's former mark. So I'm going with Leachman here. I will say, if I'm hedging at all, I'm hedging with Forsythe. Mm, okay. So I will go 1A Leachman, 1B Forsyth, I do think.
1: Do we think it's going to be – I'm just – as we're talking, like the names that come into mind, Leachman – Hedegren, Forsyth, do you think those are gonna be our top three? Is there I was, anybody else, that I, can I don't sneak know in? if
0: there's any truth to this and I don't want to like talk about things I don't know, but yeah. I did read that Hedgren might have had an injury this oh, year. Okay. So, you know, is she gonna be like in her in her full form for Nike? She did win a state title in Utah. Yeah. Um, that's my only question mark if that is true or not. Then, you know, if she's if she's healthy, ready to go, then yeah, she's in there. If she if she's still maybe like 85 90 percent maybe not okay but um right now i do think we saw leachman she's ready yeah Forsyth definitely ready
1: yeah
0: even ritz even Wisniewski. Yes, i mean yes. there's there's definitely girls that are going to go after it and yeah. try to win this race so um i think it'll be just an interesting question yeah. you'll be there in portland with I'll, ashley i'll so. be there mm-hmm. all right let's go to running lane Who running, running lane
1: okay all right I'm going to start with the guy's side because you mentioned him earlier as a contender, mm-hmm. and I have him winning this thing. Okay. Austin Westfall, the guy from Colorado, his resume is just quite impressive this season. He's won every race but the Bob Furman Invitational where he finished third overall. He set a 5K personal best at the Utah State Cross Country Championships where he grabbed his first title there. This is his third year competing at running lane. So th- in my mind, that I'm like, this guy knows the course now. Yeah. He knows how to run it when it's super fast, and he knows how to run it when it's muddy. So that is like double ammo for him. Mm-hmm. And he was 16th last year underneath those terrible conditions of just mud and rain, which, you mm-hmm. know, you were a part of that, too. So mm-hmm. 1531 is impressive underneath those conditions. So I'm going Austin Westfall as okay. my pick on the guy's side. Okay. Now for the ladies' side, I'm excited about Julia's score of Bishop... To, uh, Bishop Chadard. She's just a sophomore, but she's been having such a stellar season. She finished third at States this a uh, couple weekends ago. She was seventh at NXR Midwest Regionals. So she comes in with a personal best of 17-16 for 5K. And I feel like, yes, she might be young, but this girl I know has knows how to put down a really fast time and get competitive. And I'm not counting out Nikki Sutherland at all for this race either, because she's a veteran and knows how to compete. So but if I had a pick, I'm going with Julius Score.
0: I like that. I'm so I'm going to mirror that as a the, my sophomore pick on the guy side. He's okay. Jaden Merrick, also a sophomore from Cedar Falls, Iowa. He's got six wins on the season. He was tenth at Heartland, ran 1501 Yankton Trail. I think he's got the chops to do it. There's a lot of good guys. I like Westfall, but part of me is going Merrick. Running lane track championships had the Iowa winner in the 3200 meters their f- very first track championships i believe and so maybe maybe the iowa sort of line of success kind of continues through running lane here in 2023 on the girl side evelyn prodell of Ooh, lakota yeah. west 10 straight wins this year including the o- ohio state championships just a junior 1659 personal best on the season little underrated i think in a way but comes out of Ohio and has a really good season. So I'm going to go with her. Although, I'm really excited to see what this 8th grader does. Yes. Too. We'll see. If anybody can get close to, I don't know, sub 1630, there's only a few girls that enter with C times under 17. Yeah. I think there's like three. Right. Right now, at least. Right now. So, I don't know. Will we get anybody yeah, right. sort of Great. in that 1630 range? That's kind of my question, I think.
1: I think we can. Especially if they're going into the race with, just getting under 17, we already know that course is going to yeah, be fast and sure. ready to go. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised with 1630 is the the mark to get.
0: Final race here that we'll talk about, Foot Locker Nationals, back to its old and new name. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, so, what are your thoughts I'm here? i been
1: so confused. I'm like, is it East, was it East Bay last year? Was it Champs? Like, yeah, yep. back to Foot Locker. Yep. Here we go. All right, on the ladies' side, I feel like – You and I are probably on the same wavelength, maybe. I don't know. But Sadie Englehart.
0: You were not Sadie earlier in the season. I don't think I was.
1: No. No. I I know I wasn't. But the way that Sadie has just been competing now, looking strong, doing her thing. She's gone 16:39 for 5K. I'm honestly... Now that I think... I'm really trying to remember who I put down. Actually, I do remember. (laughs) I do remember. But I'm going with Sadie. She's sharp, has the races, has the experience right now. She's my girl. Now, on the gentleman side, I in my guts i'm rooting for pennsylvania for this one griffith i'm going with drew griffith from butler he finished second behind camera todd last year at champs see again i'm like was it champs what was the name of this? so Champs sports last year todd was six griffith was eighth this year griffith is, has had an undefeated 2023 season he's gone 14 21 for 5k which is the 16th fastest all-time performance and again, I'm just rooting for the Pennsylvania guy. So, yeah. <laughs> Drew Griffith is the guy. I, I think he's gonna run away with this one. Not run away. It's not gonna be easy, but that's my guy that's gonna cross okay. the finish
0: line first. Okay, I'm there with you with Sadie. You're,
1: you're, okay, I'm there See, with I you, with Sadie. I was like, you're probably yeah. gonna be there with me. The Sadie. only
0: the only hiccup here <laughs>
1: this is my guy's pick.
0: Well, is if Ventura qualifies for an exit. Yes,
1: and we talked about this too. Yeah. I'm like, that's gonna be
0: because the biggest full, question. Full Locker Regionals on nxn's date december yes. 2nd so right. you either got to go one or the other right so
1: that's that is the biggest question around all mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. is if it if, Vin, if ventura qualified for nxn is sadie going to go that route or is she going to be like hey y'all i love champs yeah or east Foot Locker. see here we go Foot <laughs> Locker. i'm going back to Foot Locker.
0: i think that's she's, the biggest question well she's locked in now the question is She's locked in, for sure. Does that mean she wins an extent if she goes? I don't necessarily think that, but I would have her here at Fullucker because she's been there two straight years, and she knows it. She, yes. She's she been fighting for it. I think she's meant for she's it, in a way. In a way, She's there. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I would venture That's to say advantage. if she does go, I'm picking Sadie. And okay. then on the guy side, this is kind of like a flip-flop of sorts. Cameron Todd Burbuff Jesuit so I started with Cameron okay
1: and then I flipped
0: to drew Griffith after he ran 1421 I was yeah. like Drew's the guy now and now we're back and now I'm back to Cameron Todd <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> At I'm least sorry you're drew with your you picks, know though. if we if we see each other I apologize in advance uh, I'm a flip-flopper here but it's just it's a hard it's it's a thought experiment who wins and you're never quite right but yeah I'm going with Todd because the numbers always suggest Midwest winners, seventh straight. He knows how to race. He's won seven straight wins. And I am not clear that all of his losses weren't because he's tactical. He's, he's lost three times. He finished 10th in a race. That was absolutely tactical. He was running with his teammate. And then he finished second two other times, I think both to Provenzano. And I'm not sure that he wasn't doing that on purpose. Because he went in to the very next week at States, Indiana, and he just shatters Provenzano. He just blew him out of water. So
1: Yeah, I'm looking at his mile split profile. And yeah, like the the races where he finished second was regional. So he's probably like, okay, I'm just I'm here.
0: Well, I, I don't know. You don't know unless you ask him. But yeah. making a guess there, mm-hmm. he's gone 14.55 and 14.43 over his last two races. This guy is on fire. Uh, he knows how to race and... He's gonna be my pick for Foot Locker. Okay, so
1: interesting pick. Yeah,
0: we got we got plenty of them. We got plenty of conversation coming in the next few weeks with ending of state championships, regionals going on. We got nationals. We got and then, and then we're going NCAA this week too.
1: Yes, so. but it's indoor. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited for indoor. I feel like this indoor season is gonna be huge. I feel like there's a there's I don't. I don't want to necessarily say this, but this is how I feel. Like I don't think there's one clear, like favorite, like going into indoor for like a national title. There's so many great competitors. That's so like this is gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. I mean,
0: there's a million events though too. I know that's so. probably
1: another thing too. I'm <laughs> just. I'm all for the sprinting side. I can't wait for some speed. Well, I I
0: always I always love cross country. It's I I think it's my favorite season, mostly because fall vibes, but also <gasps> <you so> yeah. <laughs> but there's just so much focus on on one thing you can really dive into it uh in a way that's different so i'm really loving this cross-country time yeah so
1: i definitely enjoyed it don't get me wrong i feel like whatever season is approaching is what i get excited for like i was so once summer track ended i was like yes i cannot wait for cross-country cross-country came i'm enjoying it and now i'm like like, okay indoors (laughs) like two months away i'm so pumped for indoor and then pretty soon i'll be excited for outdoor and the cycle just repeats itself
0: Uh, Yeah, and Amanda's talking in her
1: ear, and she's going to an indoor meet in a week. So So we're ready to go. We're all ready for it.
0: Thank you for watching for another episode of On the Line. For Olivia, I'm Corey, and our producer Amanda. We'll see you next Tuesday. Take care.